From Smashing the Plateau, I'm David Schreiner-Khan with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a late career job loss. I started seeing that how most of my life, uh, especially my career, I kind of done because it was expected of me, but I had never really been in touch with what I really wanted. Today on episode 90 of Going Solo, I'm speaking with Raj Bandopadhyay. Raj is a former data scientist who became a personal branding photographer. He now helps entrepreneurs tell their beautiful, multifaceted stories on camera. Stay with us to hear all the details. If you'd like to share your story on Going Solo, please get in touch with me at smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Raj Bandopadhyay. Raj from Series A Photography is a personal branding photographer in New York City, helping entrepreneurs tell their beautiful multifaceted stories on camera. He is originally an immigrant from India, a former data scientist who worked in tech startups for over a decade, a trained sex and relationship coach, and a straight guy married to a queer transgender man. He brings all of this life experience to create a space for his clients to fully express themselves, resulting in authentic, vulnerable, powerful images that resonate deeply with their audience. Raj, welcome to the show. Great to be here, David. Raj, you have a really fascinating background. You know, besides what you're doing now as a photographer, you started your career as an employee and in particular as a data scientist. So you were like very deeply steeped in a particular discipline before becoming an entrepreneur, correct? Right. What caused you to go through this transition, not only from data scientist employee to entrepreneur, but to photographer? Wow, that's a that's a good question. It's a it's a pretty involved story, but I'll try to kind of summarize it. So you know, like I grew up in India, and uh, from a very young age, my parents were very much about like like many middle class parents were like you know pushed me towards engineering. I was a smart kid, and so I ended up going to a top engineering school in India, and then came to grad school in the U.S., so kind of ended up doing all the things I was supposed to do. I finished my PhD in computer science and started working in tech. And through, like, by the time I got to my mid-30s, which was a few years ago, like, uh, you know, I started experiencing kind of a lack of fulfillment. I was like, this is not really where I see myself going on. And initially, I kind of just dismissed it as, you know, uh, it's okay, it's a midlife crisis, happens to a lot of people. But it just kept, like, you know, just stayed there, that feeling. And I kind of started feeling like, it, you know, tech is just not it for me in the long term. At the same time, I developed an interest in photography. It uh, kind of had grown on me, and I was a good hobbyist or amateur photographer. But I'd never really thought about starting a business or anything like that. And then around the around 20 late 2016 and early 2017 a few different things happened. I can I can go into a few of them if you if uh yeah please. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So in late 2016 my my partner uh, who then was my wife for about uh, uh 7 years came out as transgender. 
this was not a complete surprise. Uh, like he'd been experimenting with gender for a few years, like you know, expressing a lot of dissatisfaction with his body and all of that. But it's still, it is still, it was still a very pivotal moment in uh, in our relationship. And then in early 2017, he made the decision to actually uh, start transitioning with my support and started taking hormones and all of that. And within a month, like even before any physical effects started manifesting themselves, I saw how much that changed his life. It changed his personality in a positive way. It's his career started taking off. He just started kicking ass at work. He'd always been good at work, but started really kicking ass. And all of those changes started making me think, what do I need to be or to change in my life to be to be to feel that true to myself, to be feel that happy? And that started getting me thinking a little bit more seriously as uh, to a, as photography because I'd already been doing it as a side hustle a little bit, getting a few clients, and I just started recognizing how much joy it brought me. So that was the first thing that happened. The second thing was just around that time, like I think in March 2017, I started doing a training program to become a sex and relationship coach. Now, this was something I'd worked as a, with a sex and relationship coach as a client for a while because you know of navigating all of these uh, relationship and marriage uh, things with my partner that were coming up. But you know, I was curious to see if that was something I was interested in doing as a, as a career. And... While I ended up not doing that as a career, it taught me a lot about learning to be in touch with my emotions, learning to listen to my body, and recognize what I really wanted. I started seeing that how most of my life, uh, especially my career, I'd kind of done because it was expected of me, but I had never really been in touch with what I really wanted. And that sort of started taking me along further in that journey. But even at that point, I wasn't thinking of like, okay, I'm going to quit tech and become a photographer. Like that, you know, that wasn't quite there. I wasn't ready to make that leap. So the third thing that happened was actually like what what the trigger was. I got a job offer. So a friend of mine sent me a, a lead to a job, which was very, very prestigious. It was a director role at a big bank that everyone has heard of. They were building a new center for machine learning and artificial intelligence in San Francisco, and they wanted somebody to lead that center. So this was a very prestigious job, lots of money, lots of perks. I interviewed, it was a grueling interview process, and uh, got the offer. It would have literally tripled my paycheck, and I was already making six figures at a startup. And I saw the offer Career-wise, it was everything, you know, theoretically that I had always dreamed of, and I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't take it. I sat for a week on that offer, talked to every friend and mentor I could find, and I, I was like, I don't think I can do this. What is wrong with me? And on the day I was supposed to respond to them, I went to the office of my, my startup CEO and showed him the offer, and he was basically expecting me to negotiate for a higher salary. I was like, nope. I don't really want a higher salary. I want more time. I want to start working for for you, continue working for you, but go down to three days a week so I can focus on photography. If you're willing to let me do that, I'm not going to take this offer. And that's exactly what happened. So I, from then, I, I decided to go part-time, work three days a week for the startup. And then that continued until mid-2020, like last year during the pandemic, when I finally decided to take the leap and go full-time as a photographer. Uh, entrepreneur. You know, one of the things that is that strikes me about 
what you've just described is that not only did you recognize what was important to you, but you were able to to take your current situation and negotiate what is really important to you so that you were able to pursue it, which is something that for many people, even if they recognize what's important to them, being able to negotiate a change in their current circumstances so that they're able to move further ahead in what they really want to pursue is really challenging. I agree. Yeah, I was fortunate that I had a lot of support and it's very unusual for a tech startup to let an employee do that. So I definitely appreciate the the support I got from from my colleagues and, and everyone else around me. Yeah, absolutely. Raj, what, what have you learned in this whole process about reinventing identity? Oh, goodness. So there was, you know, I have had to reinvent my identity in two different ways. And most of us, I know I've I've listened to a lot of your your podcast and most entrepreneurs that I know are, are, you know, people who are going from corporate to entrepreneurship, they have to reinvent their identity as going from an employee to an entrepreneur. So it's definitely you know, that's a transition I've had to make. Many of us, like, we never thought we'd be entrepreneurs at some point, and then suddenly we are finding ourselves in that situation, either because we got fired or because, you know, just we got called to it. And so that is something definitely I've had to do, like learn a lot of new skills and so on. And then the second kind of identity reinvention I've had to do is around my actual skill set, right? Not only did I change and pivot from from one skill set to another, from, you know, data science to photography, but they almost often considered as at odds, right? One is a very analytics, like, you know, analytical kind of uh, left brain career, and the other one is completely like an artistic creative career. So... I have often questioned and I found often find found myself questioning and you know dealing with imposter syndrome around am I really an artist like what am I doing in this and also the usual like entrepreneur thing uh like you know am I suddenly an entrepreneur now with the entrepreneur thing I found something interesting it's like everyone tells you all the time that you know like you need to do x to to feel like you're taking bu- your business seriously and everyone means well like a I've met marketing people who are like, if you're not, if you don't have a Facebook, you know, whatever profile or running Facebook ads, you could, you're not going to take yourself seriously as an entrepreneur. If you're not doing like, you know, this tax thing, or if you're not doing this legal thing, or if you're not doing this other thing, you're not going to take yourself seriously. Everyone means well, but I found that for everyone, it's different. Like what really puts them in the space of like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. And for me, it was like getting my first paying client as a photographer. And like, that's when I was like, oh, shit, I'm actually doing this. So I think it's different for everyone. I couldn't agree with you more, by the way. It is very different for everyone because I've had I've had the same conversation with lots of people where they think that they should be doing something Um, like one of the conversations I have with podcasters is about audience size. And a lot of podcasters will ask questions about audience size and what are you doing to increase your audience size? And I'll say, well, why is it important to you? And many of them can't answer the question. Right. Absolutely. And then from the artist's point of view, I really started feeling like, you know, stepping into the identity of an artist when I got my first photo essay published last year. It was a project that I did on uh, in San Francisco in collaboration with a stylist. Uh, covering during the protests, the, the anti-racism protests last year, 
I did a project on uh, talking about interviewing five uh, black women and uh, photographing them and talking about their journey on around accepting their natural hair, which is a very fraught subject for black women and black people in general. And that photo that photo essay got published in in like in a local uh, art magazine. And that was when I was like, oh, I'm actually I can start calling myself an artist now. So it's but I think, you know, I, I just want to reiterate your point that for everyone, that milestone where you really feel like you have reinvented your identity is different. And so as long as much as how you're getting good advice from everyone, like you have to take that with a grain of salt. Right. And and the other point that you're making is that it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Oh, dear, it doesn't. I wish it did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've had conversations with people about, like, what should they put on their LinkedIn profile? They've left the, the company they worked for. Their identity used to be, you know, Raj at Company X, doing yep. right computer data scientist at Company X. And when you're no longer employed there, until you actually have gotten to the place where you feel like you are an entrepreneur and you can refer to yourself as a particular kind of entrepreneur, you may not feel comfortable changing your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, it's so true. Like I know people who do that uh, really early and they and I really envy them, but I, I it, it was a process for me. <laughs> I find it's a process for most people. Yeah. When you were going through all of these transformations this and this huge transition in your career, what resources did you have available to help you? So my biggest resource was probably my partner because, I mean, you know, through my tech career, I had some savings and stuff. But as I said, you know, after his transition, his career really took off. So we were at a point, fortunately, where with my partner, part-time job. And then, you know, once I quit, we were financially uh, still okay. So that was, and then, you know, he's 100% behind me with uh, making this uh, transition and, and being committed to it. Besides that, uh, I needed two kinds of resources. One was, you know, I used the time that I was part-time. I realized how much I had to, I had to actually upskill in my photography work. It's, you know, going from being a, an amateur, even a really good amateur, to being a professional who can consistently deliver good work is a huge leap. And I used a lot of that time when I, when I was working part-time to just practice, you know, do shoots with both paying clients and a lot of like practice shoots to just build up my skills. I was also doing a lot of online courses, both photography and entrepreneurship, and uh, finding groups, again, you know, in both uh, realms, photography and entrepreneurship. Uh, for photography and, te and technical skills in that realm, Creative Live, uh, which is an, uh, an online course uh, site focused on creatives uh, was a great resource. And I also did a lot of uh, coaching. So for my entrepreneurship part, I've had a bit of a journey. I tried working with a lot of different kinds of uh, coaches. At first, when I started out you know, looking for a coach or you know, mastermind and stuff like that, I was like, oh, there are a lot of photographers who are now coaching photographers how to, how to run businesses. So maybe I should do that because they know photography. But what ended up happening there was I worked with a few of them and tried out. I realized that a lot of photographers who have been successful have succeeded in their business in just like one particular way. Like maybe somebody was just successful doing Facebook ads or somebody was successful doing some other like SEO and they got lucky or like, you know, they were fortunate in some way and 
uh, or they figured it out in some way and they got successful and that's what they knew. So they're, you know, each person would be like, okay, Facebook ads is a way to be, you know, build your business or something else is a way to build your business. And then gradually I came to the realization that what worked for them or these individuals would not or might not work for me. So I had to step back and decide like, okay, who do I want to work with or what resource do I need? And I found that working eventually with a general business coach actually turned out to be much more helpful because they had a wider view and in a way, and an experienced business coach has worked with a lot of different kinds of clients can actually bring different, uh, different strategies to bear on any specific problem that they're working on. Yeah. So, so what was it about the general business coach that the other kinds of coaches that were very niche oriented in, in how they had created success, what was it that the general business coach had to offer that the others didn't? Yeah. So the other coaches were basically like, you know, okay, try this strategy, like, you know, try Facebook ads, try this, like, you know, one thing at it, like, you know, that, it, that they were specializing and it didn't work for me. Like, right. Which, which is more, I would say more tactical than, than, than an overall strategic. Right. Exactly. Pr- and, a, and a, the general business coach is able to bring more of a strategic angle to it and be like, okay, let's talk about, you know, go back to the whole like foundations of like, you know, ideal client and who do you want to work with and who, what's, what's your mission and all that. Go bring me back to that and then like actually, you know, ask me or figure out like what my personality is and then come up with strategies that I would feel good about that work for me instead of like, this is a cookie cutter strategy that's supposed to work for everyone. I think that was, you know, being, and I'm still going through that journey, but learning to see that I can build a business in accordance with my values and my personality, and I can adapt the different strategies to, to that has been a huge like learning process and insightful process for me. That's actually, that's a really fundamental point that I think, um, I think a lot of people experience that where they, they see somebody that, that seems to be successful in their eyes. And the success is very often predicated on using a particular tactic to grow their business in a way that suits them. And that particular tactic or even that business model may not support the kind of values or the kind of lifestyle that you want. Great. Yeah. Raj, what are some of the things that may have been surprising that you didn't expect that have kind of unfolded over the last few years as you've gone through this process? Well, the biggest surprise for me was the fact, or has been the fact that I'm an entrepreneur and an artist now. I could not, I mean, you know, even four years ago, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have imagined I'd be like, you're crazy if uh, you'd brought up, brought that up to me. But uh, I think the one thing that I, that surprised me and I wish I knew about before was how much of it was about that mindset change and that reinvention of identity. And I think a lot of us who are going you know, into entrepreneurship for the first time, especially from a corporate career, we uh, get used to, to hearing that, oh, if you just do this, you know, X, Y, Z things, you'll like have a business. And if you just you know, implement all of these things, but nobody or very few people actually talk about that reinvention of identity and the mindset the shift that you need around that and how much that can get in your way if you don't do it. And I think uh, I wish there was more conversation uh, focusing on that, especially for early early entrepreneurs and first-time mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. So if you could offer one suggestion to first-time entrepreneurs, particularly for those that have had a long 
career as an employed professional first. And one piece of advice that would help them with this, the idea of, of how to reinvent themselves, what would that idea be? Well, I can, I'm actually going to say two things, not one. But the first thing is really learn to listen to yourself and listen to what your mind and what your body is saying in particular. There are like, what are your values? And, and despite all the advice that you're getting, like think about and take the time to think about how can you adapt everything like you're learning about business to, to, your, to your unique self, your personality, your values, and so on. And then the second thing is that it's okay to take your own path. Like a lot of us, you know, when like, I took a very unusual path, as you pointed out, by going part-time and working part-time for a few years and then jumping to full-time. And I don't think there is like any, you know, prescribed, you know, right path to do it. So it's okay to do follow your own path based on whatever resources that you have at hand. Yeah, those are actually great pieces of, of advice. Raj, this has been a great discussion. You have certainly gone through a major transformation. I want to congratulate you on not only learning business skills and building a successful business, but doing it in a field that is different from what you were working in as an employee. So you've like taken two major steps forward in a very short time and uh, done a phenomenal job. So I want to thank you so much for talking about what you've done today on Going Solo. If somebody wants to go deeper with anything we've discussed, access any resources you may have or learn more, where would be the best place for them to go? So let me take a minute to talk about what I, what, what I do and why I find it so fascinating. So I'm a personal branding photographer. And to me, I really want to change how personal branding looks. What I find is like a lot of personal branding today is if you look, you know, you on one hand, you see headshots on LinkedIn and stuff where basically you take somebody, you know, a human being and you stuff them into a gray suit and, you know, put them in front of a camera and put them in some awkward pose, like, you know, hands crossed in front of you and with a certain expression. And you're like, okay, that's a headshot. On the other hand, you see Instagram where everyone, you know, has to look perfect all the time and perfect and positive and happy, you know, like all the women are laughing with salad, like that sort of thing. And I want to change that. I think personal branding is about connecting with your clients, and connecting with your audience. We've heard that on your podcast and other podcasts many, many times. And so I want to be able to show different sides of, uh, of the story of my clients, different sides so they can talk about their different stories, different aspects of themselves, and really both be vulnerable with their clients and show empathy, show that they really get what their clients are going through. So that's kind of my, my mission. And one thing I do for that is walk my clients through a process that helps not only bring out what their values are, but also helps us build trust. So when we actually in front of the camera of our, or with each other, it's not like being with a photographer. It's almost like being with a friend. So they can let their guard down and really let their, their emotions out. So one thing I want to offer to, to your audience for free is a self-guided version of, uh, of that process, uh, or at least part of that process that I do. And uh, if you go to my website, that's seriesaphotography.com, you can see a banner at the top where which will take you there and it's the exercise is called find your brand in an hour and that will help you 
you know, it walks through the process of creating an inspiration board for your photos and then drawing insights about your brand in a very fun, intuitive way that's like much more kind of uh, easy to do, I think, than most branding exercises that you might uh, might encounter. So I invite you to do that exercise. And uh, if you do it and send me your mood board and send me whatever you do, I'd love to give you some feedback. I always enjoy geeking out over like other people's inspiration boards and it's completely free and you know I just uh, just enjoy that so it'll be great to know great to see what inspires you Raj that's such a great offer um, I encourage you listeners to go and check this out um, Raj do you want to share the site again mm-hmm. it's uh, seriesaphotography.com slash find hyphen your hyphen brand so seriesaphotography slash find your brand yeah, and I was going to say, we'll, we'll include that link in the show notes as well. Excellent. And then uh, I'm always happy to connect with you anyone on LinkedIn. So just, uh, you know, send me a hi and I'd love to hear about you. Sounds great. Well, Raj, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Going Solo and share a really inspiring story and some great tips. My guest today has been the owner of Series A Photography, Raj Bondopaye. Thank you again, Raj, for joining us. It was my pleasure, David. Thank you for having me. When you visit the Going Solo website, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today, we learned how you can reinvent your identity so your work fits what you want rather than what is expected of you. If you'd like to share your story on Going Solo, please get in touch with me at smashingtheplateau.com. Please share this episode with friends and colleagues to help them learn how to build a successful business after a late career job loss. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.